Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alrighty, back at it. We're at week two. This is our third episode of Man to Man Podcast. Again, this is your co-host, Andy Elliott. And alongside, as always, your co-host, Liam Nash. Mr. Hoopstar Nash. Yes, we're back. We're into week two. So week one did not disappoint, right? The pace of the NBA game now is not disappointing us. It's going by faster and faster like we talked about. All these teams are meshing up, trying to catch their chemistry together. It's a wild one. Let's just go into it. We're going to talk about the crumble in Oakland. A lot of stuff taking place here in week two, and teams are separating themselves as pretenders and also as contenders. And then who has the edge right now for the MVP race? Alrighty, man. The Warriors. The Warriors, it almost looks like they're tanking here, right? But who knows? I mean, only five games in. So the Warriors not just losing the finals last year, but they're losing more players as we speak. And we didn't even know that was possible, right? Curry is out. Curry breaks his hand. How could this be? He's driving. You know, he takes a hard fall, gets back up. His left hand is broken. At least it's not his right. But his left hand is broken. He can't play. He's expected to miss three months. It's basically his knuckle on his left hand. You know, got surgery in LA. Kind of the funny thing here, right? Curry and Breeze, are they almost like Eskimo brothers with their surgery? They got the same doctor. They got the same doctor, which is a good thing. Because Breeze was going to be out for, what, six weeks. You know, I had him on my fantasy. But now he came back. Bridgewater was doing so poorly with the Saints. He had to come back, right? Breeze is done. He's back in the game, so hopefully Curry will recover. But who else is hurt for the Warriors right now? Yeah, Draymond Green injured one of his uh, fingers or ligament in his hand. He's down as well. Same with D'Angelo Russell. He, the end of this week here, sprained his ankle against the Spurs. Who's up next is the question. I mean, they have nobody else on the roster really to take over a team or even put out there on the floor, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just... They had to call somebody up from the G League, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their starting lineup that next game. But this was the thing, though. Curry, when he broke his hand, that wasn't a loss against the Suns. We talked about the Suns last week beating the Clippers. So, uh, who knows? Curry breaks his hand in a loss against the Suns what Draymond and D'Lo both against the Spurs in that loss and then the next game right who's the starting lineup they bring like you said somebody up from the G League I think his name was Kai Bauman Kai Bowman you know played in the G League he's on a two-way contract you got Jordan Poole who was a rookie drafted from Michigan Glenn Robinson we're kind of familiar with Glenn Robinson you know he was in the dunk contest he's a former Indiana Pacer Eric Paschel or Paschel I don't know if I'm saying that right he's a former Villanova Wildcat but against the Hornets this next game he ended up putting on a clinic and had a 35 piece we'll see what happens with him he might be a sleeper for the Warriors and Willie Cauley Stein the guy who has face tats. I don't know what's happening with the Warriors. Are they tanking? Does this mean the Warriors won't make the playoffs this year? What's going on? 
I think right now they will not make the playoffs. Steph Curry, like you said, I expected to miss at least three months. That's going to put a, a dive on their record this year. The thing is, though, funny thing to look at. If the Warriors don't make the playoffs, doesn't that mean in the draft next year they'll get higher picks? So they'll just bring in another really good young talent and kind of like start over? Because that might be all they need is just one missing piece. And especially if they if they tank really bad and actually tank, they could end up getting the first, second, third, I mean, top 10 pick for sure, right? Well, yeah, I mean... Doesn't that just bode well for them? The Suns beating them and the Suns had what? They had a lottery pick this year and they were, they were at what, top 10? I feel like that's not going to happen because obviously these guys love playing basketball. They love the game. They're getting paid millions of dollars. I don't think the Warriors and that organization internally have that kind of mindset. I know Steve Kerr is a dog. He's he'll he'll take anybody right now. He'll pull up somebody from the G League and say, you know what? Let's go ahead and ball. Let's keep going. Everyone's gonna talk crap about us, but we still got players. Believe it or not. And, you know, like like I said, this guy Eric Paschelli had a thirty five piece. So who knows where these guys are coming from? But if you're playing on the G League for the Warriors, you're probably still pretty good. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to see what happens. Let's go into the East. Let's go on the other side. We've been talking about these big market teams. Let's talk about the 76ers. We haven't talked about 76ers at all. What are they doing right now? They stay undefeated through the first five games, which is unbelievable start for them. Kind of unexpected from my vantage point. I mean, I know they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but at the same time, I didn't know if they were going to keep it together and, you know, adding players and losing players. I mean, you never know, but it's good to see them start off so strong. Has Simmons taken a three? We were talking about how he made his very first. Has he taken any threes yet or no? No, he hasn't taken any three-pointers. Kind of sad Aww. to see that. I kind of wanted to pull up a little bit. But the thing is, he hasn't taken a shot that, uh, within outside eight feet this whole season. So everything has been pretty much paint and in. Layups, dunks, all of that. I think he just feels like he's still insecure a little bit. Yeah, no confidence in the jumper. I thought he was working on that. I thought that was what he was trying to do all, all summer. Ah. Work on the jumper. Why not let it fly, right? I told you he wasn't working on that. You know, there's like those Instagram clips that you see on Ball is Life or Bleacher Report, but they, the man is wide open. No telling how long he's already been in the gym, how many shots he had already taken just to hit that one three that was on the gram. Well, let's talk about that, this last game. So they went 4-0 and then their fifth game against the Trailblazers. Who is this guy that hit the three-point shot? Firkin Korkmaz? Who is this guy? That's a good question because I don't think anybody knows who that is. I have no idea who this is. Hits the game-winning shot with .4 seconds left. Again, 76ers rally for their fifth straight victory. And this is the thing, though. Their players, you see Simmons in like the very first game. I think he had like 28 or 29 points against the Celtics. But then you look at their team, you go Simmons, 29. You see Embiid, 26. Al Horford's up there with 23. You got Tobias averaging already like 19, 20. If you ask me, I think this is very clear who is going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. No doubt I agree with that statement 100%. Right now they look so good that they could win 10 straight here just to open up the season and tell the Eastern Conference, hey, we're here to play. We're not here to, to mess around, you know. Like, we're here to win this. So, so far so good. Let's see if it lasts. But season ended today, I, I would pick them to win the Eastern Conference Finals for sure. Yeah, not even that. But I tell you what, if they do make it to the Finals... I'd almost take them right now. They look insanely good. We're going to go into the game of the week. Let's talk about this game. LeBron against Luka. 
Porzingis going at it. Liam, if you don't mind, you can just go ahead and go into it. Yeah, it was a very good game, late night game, back and forth. Luka Doncic actually grew up watching LeBron, idolized him all the way on his uh, travels over here to the U.S. and playing in the NBA. So it was like a little brother, big brother matchup almost. Right. Funny thing is, this young guy, second year in the league now, is leading his team all over the place and putting them in the position to win games. Well, the Mavs look good this year. I know they're... Well, I mean, Porzingis back, yeah. I think they're really good this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking about the pace of the game and how the NBA is, and obviously with the bigs coming out. I mean, Porzingis, what, almost seven feet is shooting lights out. So this is just how it is. I know a lot of the old balls are probably like, man, what is going on right now? But this is how it's elevating, and I honestly love watching it. But that single game, Danny Green hit that last shot. I know LeBron, we are talking about LeBron, you know, oh, he's going to be a 15 to 20. LeBron is all over the place, but it's never going to be a bad stat. This man went for a triple-double, almost a 40-piece with 39, 16 assists, 12 rebounds. LeBron is saying, oh, you guys don't want me to win MVP? This guy's winning MVP. I love LeBron, bro. And he's backing it up at 33, 34 years of age. Like I said previously a couple episodes ago, if they need him to score and get it done he will get it done that's just the mindset he has and obviously in the overtime win they needed him he pretty much scored i think all but like two baskets in overtime just to propel them to that victory i think they won 119 110 but on the other side of that game too Doncic he had a triple double as well so don't count my man out don't just sleep over him like he's just nobody out here he put up a good fight he's still a little brother but he put up a big fight he had 31 points, 15 assists, and 13 rebounds. Yeah, and that's obviously a mutual respect. I mean, Doncic, kind of like Goga. We were talking about Gogo, how, you know, when Doncic was coming into the league, not a lot of people knew about him, but it's because these guys are coming from overseas, which a lot of people really overlook that. And they're like, oh, we're just playing overseas, probably not that good to play in the NBA. But these guys are coming here, you know, at the age of still 18, 19 years. These guys are kids, man. And they're just balling out right now. And I love to watch it. MVP front runners. I got LeBron. Are you saying Dodges is already up here as one of the MVP front runners? Obviously, Kawhi. I don't know who else you want to put up there. But you saying do you like Dodges as one of these one of these I think guys? If his talk? numbers continue and he keeps leading this team you know, to victories and they make a strong push late in the season to get maybe three, maybe four, probably probably four or five range is where they end up in the West. If he keeps it up through the season, from that game right there that we that I just watched, he's definitely in the MVP conversations. He does it all for his team, puts him in a position to win. I would say definitely him. I mean, obviously you can't count out the Ant-Man over there in Milwaukee. Still producing pretty good. Those three probably are my top right now. Kawhi, I mean, is Kawhi, right? He right. He does it all. I think it just depends on, because they do the MVP, what, in postseason? Like, in very late of postseason. So that, that has a huge factor into it. Who really goes far in the postseason? I don't think Doncic, yeah, we can put him up there because obviously KD is out, Steph is out, Clay is out. I only see two guys right now, LeBron and Kawhi. So we'll put Doncic up there, maybe Embiid. You know, we'll talk about Giannis a little bit. But for some reason, it always seems like LeBron is so good. He's the best player, at least like top three. 
but no one really wants to pick him. I think LeBron is going to have that dog in him this year. And even if I wasn't a fan of LeBron, I still love to witness history and greatness. And I think he's got a good chance at it as well. Let's go into people that are flying under the radar right now. Are there some teams that are that are on your mind right now? Yeah, I mean, last week we talked about Kendrick Nunn. I think that he continued to, to light it up. 5-1, and one, really good showings without Jimmy Butler. They went 3-0 and without him. He's back now, just played his first game. But yeah, the Heat, if they can keep it up, definitely something to watch out for. Also the Celtics. Celtics are putting on shows every night as well. Kimba is kind of fitting and finding his groove over there. They ended up 4-1. and one. There's a bunch of teams still out there that are kind of flying under that radar. And that's wild to see, too. The Heat, Jimmy Butler's back. You got none. You still got Hero over there. That's crazy, man. Last year, eighth in the East. And Celtics obviously do well every single year. Raptors are surprisingly still doing well without Kawhi. I mean, I know Siakam signed the extension. Everything's going well over there still. You know, they're feeling very confident. They got their shiny, pretty rings that they can still look at and say, hey, we don't just need one person. The Suns, DeAndre Aiden, I think he's somehow still taking those weird drugs that he got caught with. I don't know. Dude's huge. Nuggets and the Spurs. Pop obviously knows what he's doing. The Nuggets, I mean, they got Joker. Dude's a beast. What about the Pacers, man? Let's talk a little bit about Pacers. Last time we talked about them, we weren't doing so hot. We're bringing it up just a little bit, right? Right. We got back to 500, man. That's good to see. We won three in a row here. It's really good to see, I mean, us step out of the chemistry shell and figure it out together. My question to you is, uh, Miles Turner got hurt, right? He played like 10 minutes and got hurt, and we went on this 3-0 run. Is that the reason why we won, is because Miles Turner isn't playing? Does he hurt the Pacers in a way? I don't know. I mean, obviously, no, right? Like, that's the obvious answer. You think people are just getting their shine now that Miles Turner is out of the roster, there's guys like TJ Leaf coming up who got drafted first round. Our first round draft picks or I, I don't even want to get into it. But TJ Leaf is stepping up. I know he actually had a triple double when Miles was out. And Goga, you know, we're letting Goga get some more minutes. Let's get him into his groove as an NBA player. You know, obviously Sabonis is helping out and we're still young, but with Miles out, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because obviously at the beginning of the season right now, we want him to rest if somebody gets hurt like that. But I don't think it's a bad thing. Hopefully when he comes back, we'll go 6-0 and instead of 3-0, and you know? I mean, this is the time to do it right here at the beginning of our schedule here because as of right now, after week one or week two officially has ended, our first 20 games of the season, our 20 of the 23 games that we're going to play to open up this season, are against teams that are currently right now below 500. So this is the time to, you know, build on your record, make a strong showing, get our guys back healthy, and make a big push so later down on the season where we do match up against these hard teams, we can, you know, hopefully get a little little bit of a cushion, right, just in case the games don't fall your way. Well, I was going to say, also, Jeremy Lamb was out those first couple games too, wasn't he? Right, right, right. He was out. I think it was his hip or something, but he's back. He's had strong showings as well. The biggest key for the Pacers right now, I know it's a lot to ask from Brogdon, but we need it from him. We need him just to take control of the game, take control of the team, and just lead us. Because with Vic being out, he was that guy that would turn his head and say, I'm not listening to anybody. We're going to go out and win every game, right? That was kind of his mindset last year before he got hurt. I'd love to see Brogdon just 
come out with some attitude, like a Russell Westbrook attitude and be like, let's go guys, because he took the back seat at the Bucks, right? With Ant-Man going everywhere, dunking from free throw line. I don't think Brogdon really had that opportunity to say, you know what, this is my squad and now he does and that's what I want to see. Right, exactly. That's what we paid for. That's why we brought him in. We need him to be that that leader for our team. But yeah, it's been a, a, a crazy week one and two here. I think that'll be a wrap for our episode three. So thanks for listening, guys. Again, stay tuned for next week as we'll be talking about week three of the NBA. Yeah. We'll be posting episodes weekly, so do make sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow us daily, we are on social media. Our Instagram is at Man to Man Podcast. We are also on Twitter at Man to Man Pod. And thanks again, guys. Catch us next week. <laughs>